on today's podcast, we have Akeem Pierre. Akeem is a content creator and a wellness entrepreneur. He's a former collegiate athlete and the founder of Rich Soul Foods and Beyond Wellness Retreats. Nutrition, routine, and mindfulness are, on, are all integral parts of his practice and at the core of his success. Let's tune in. Life through the lens of Akeem Pierre. What's up, man? Blessings. Feeling good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really happy to have you here. Thanks, happy man. New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Yeah, Much yeah. bless. Um, so... I think it's back 2008, man. I was I was a young basketball player. I think uh, this is at uh, what's the name of the stadium downtown? Not Swangard. It's BC Place. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, BC Championships. I think you went to RC Palmer Secondary School. Mm-hmm. Uh, AAA All Star. Uh, I kind of want you to give us a little bit of a, a journey through. Maybe it's elementary Akeem all mm-hmm. the way to. Uh, Collegiate Akeem. Okay. Yeah. Give thanks. Well, first, it's an honor to be on the podcast. Much love. Epic to see you doing this. I'm excited to be a part of it. And um, yeah, man. So elementary is when I started playing basketball, started hooping. I really just played to follow my brother. You know what I mean? It's one of those things like, oh, it's my big bro. He switched from soccer to basketball. I switched from soccer to basketball. And basically played basketball from then all the way to college. And I did play some football for a little bit. and um, But when I moved from Calgary, I moved from Calgary to BC in grade nine. Okay. And when I moved from Calgary to BC, it was like there was no football team at my high school. And I went to Richmond, R.C. Palmer. So, like, there wasn't big sports programs, you know. So, there's only one school in Richmond that had a football team. Mm-hmm. So, I put that to the side. And then just really focus on basketball. And once I moved to BC, it was like the blessings came flowing in because found out about provincial teams. So started playing on provincial teams, started going to these different center for performance, like these training camps. And I was being surrounded by top tier athletes. Right. You know, because Calgary, it was Alberta. And Alberta's Calgary and Edmonton. So that's like two hours apart, kind of far. Yeah. But BC's like everyone's for the most part sort of close. In Vancouver, the lower mainland, for the yeah. most part, you know, most of the people. So, like, it was just epic to to be exposed to that level when I moved here to BC. And then to just just be welcomed, you know, in a new place. It was, it was epic, man. So, once we came to Palmer, we turned Palmer into a basketball school um, once again. And um, it was epic. You know, I, I fell into a great program, you know, because I actually got rejected from two schools in Richmond. Really? Yeah. Big mistake. Big mistake. It was it was Burnett and Richmond High. Both schools rejected me, and those were both our rivals. Never forget <laughs> it. Never forget yeah. it. You know, so, um, yeah, man, that just took me through it. Just focus on hooping, really. That was my life. You know, ball is life, provincial teams, just looking to do my best and make it pro really was the focus, you know? Absolutely. And you had a, a coach there, a coaching legend for BC is Paul Eberhardt, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you learned a lot about like leadership and, and those types of things from him. Mm-hmm. Um, so so post, post high school, I think you guys uh, at the provincials, I think you guys came like fourth place, Yeah, went deep. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of points too. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I just remember when I was in, in the eighth grade, like watching it from the stands, really. Mm-hmm. I think I was supporting my high school. We didn't do too well, mm-hmm. but I got to see you, and it was inspiring to see someone my size. Yeah. You know, we're not the biggest basketball players, mm-hmm. but jumping out the gym, I was <laughs> like, man, like, that's got to be 40 plus. Like, this man's put the ball through his legs. It's crazy. And so, 
honestly, it inspired me a lot at that mm -hmm. age to be kind of, you know, following in those footsteps. Like mm -hmm. I, I had the opportunity to do a little bit of the CP stuff myself and mm -hmm. thinking, yo, like this guy is, is doing everything and defeating the odds of what people are telling me regularly, which mm -hmm. I'm too small, I'm too this. And so it was really, it was really cool to see that. And then, you know, I followed your journey to, I think it was UBC after that. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you could talk a little bit about that, just, um, like what kind of program you're in and your mm -hmm. experience just like showing up to campus maybe first time. Yeah, yo, it was epic because UBC was just coming off like being ranked second, I think, for the country. And they didn't lose any players, mm. you know. So I was going to a team full of veterans and a team that been playing together. And it was me and it was like my my brother's good friend, Josh White. We were the only two new players, but Josh White was a transfer. So he was third okay. year. He was nice, you know. So he was coming in nice. I was coming in as a rookie, and um, it was it was legendary to just be around the, these veterans, you know. Like, got a shout out Blaine, the OG. He was he was like he was like twenty three, you know, when I was going into university, eighteen. So he really took me under his wing and mentored me a lot, helped me stay focused, you know, because when you're going to a campus like UBC, it's a huge school. It's basically a city. So there's a lot of opportunities for distractions, Absolutely. for losing focus, and forgetting what you came there for in the first place. So it was blessed. He was a blessed mentor for me. And just being in that professional environment, you know, because they took yeah. care of us at UBC. You know, we, we were living good. <laughs> it was fun times. You know, I have nothing, nothing really bad to say about those times. It was like super blessed. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, for me, I actually got injured my first week on campus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yo. So it was one week into into practice and training camp. And they I was a rookie. So they had me going doing all these different things. And one day I came to practice late because I had to go to this event. And I just like, you know, I'm the rookie. I come show up. I don't need to warm up. I need to show them I could hoop. Right. You know, so I was like, I didn't want to take any time to warm up or anything. And I ended up hurting my knee. And then that really plagued me for the next three years, mm. you know? So I didn't really get a chance to play at UBC, you know? Not too many people know that, but like when I was in physio, they were basically giving me one day on, one day off, That's you know? Tough. So I did that for two years and then I redshirted so I could just finally just rest and give my body the rest that it needed. Yeah. You know what I mean? But being there at UBC, man, was epic experience, you know, to see how just to see what it's like to to feel that that love that you get on a campus because they love the athletes there, you know, a lot of love and just a beautiful place to be. A lot of exposure to different cultures at UBC yeah. with the international students. So it was just a big eye-opener for me. And then school-wise, it was cool because, like, the UBC professors were, like, they were not – they were the ones writing the textbooks. You know what I mean? Yep. They were the ones writing these essays and things. So I was like, this one guy was – talking about stock theories. And I never was interested in stocks back then, but now I'm interested in stocks and investing. And this guy was writing, he was writing, he was like, he was like, he didn't even have a textbook. He was writing all these theories off of his mind and just sharing with us, you yeah. know? So it was like, that kind of stuff stuck with me and just seeing the level of, of excellence, you know what I mean? So that's really what UBC it's is, this excellence, you know yeah. what I mean? Cool. Um, yeah, so I, I actually didn't know that about UBC. Mm -hmm. um, because I think uh, when I seen you play, I think uh, you finished your career at TRU. Yep. 
And so that's that, that's kind of like the next journey for you mm-hmm. is getting over there. Yeah. And probably because of the injuries and the things you went through, like the day-to-day was probably a little bit different than your teammates when you're at UBC. Mm-hmm. Um, but as like a collegiate athlete, I think I understand like the, you know, the daily um, hustle that it is to be a, like a, a collegiate athlete, you know, in terms of schoolwork, in mm-hmm. terms of early mornings, in terms of training. And I think a lot of people, you know, you'll hear a lot like, oh, you're so lucky to have this in terms of your scholarship and all these things. Can Mm -hmm. you speak on, like, maybe when you get to TRU, like, what is the day-to-day for you? And what does it look (laughs) like to be, like, hustling, you know? TRU day-to-day, man. Like, when I moved to TRU to Kamloops, it was a awakening call, man. Like, it was like, damn, this place is boring. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like, what? There is nothing to do here, you know? Um... And um, it was it was a complete 180 from UBC, you know, because UBC, there was so much to do. So many people it was lively. Vancouver was right there. So it was a it was an awesome vibe. Plus, I felt like I was surrounded by more excellence at UBC. Mm-hmm. So we would get our work done and have fun. You know what I mean? But for some reason, I tell you, everybody was always studying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone was always studying. But for me, it was like school was super easy. You know, it was like moving from T- from UBC to TRU is like, this is so easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So class size um, is smaller. Class size smaller, and they were slower. You know what I mean? The professors weren't like that that high level. Like you know, let's go pick it up. You know, y'all got to be the best. It was kind of, you know, I would say it was like you know, kind of like mediocre. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. So like the school was was quite easy. You know. Um, and then just at TRU, it was basically waking up. So my first year, my I was at two years at TRU. My first year and my second year were like completely different, right? My first year, I would say I was like more of the regular athlete where I wake up, go to the gym, or we have the early practices. We go for runs in the morning and then in class and then, you know, do some schoolwork and shoot around and then just like have fun, play around, play video games. You know what I mean? Um, but in my second year, my second year, it was like I went into self-isolation, you know, before self-isolation was the thing. I went into self-isolation. And what I mean by that is I would go to school and I would be a athlete. I would be the, the captain of the basketball team. Otherwise, other than that, I would be at home. I would be meditating. I would be reading. I would be studying and I would be stretching. You know what I mean? So mm. it was that second year in TRU where I really tapped into the power of self yep. and realized that, you know, I'm more than just an athlete. You know, before that, I was like, you know, if I was if I was hurt, my whole self-worth went down, you know. And then in that year of TRU, because there was not much to do, it turned me internal. And then I discovered meditation. There was a couple books that I mm. found I started reading. And um, so that was my day-to-day at UBC, or sorry, at TRU in that second year, was waking up, you know, going to practice, and then I'd go to class, and then I'd be meditating in between class. You know, I have a little bit of time, I'd be in, the, in um, some corner in the, in the school, and I'd be meditating. And then in the afternoons would be, like, my teammates, I live with them. You know, I was in my room. I was meditating, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was reading, I was studying. So um, that was a, a little bit of a shift for me that kind of led the, 
the way for this part of my life here. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like th that's a crazy transition and it's very unique mm -hmm. of someone to have that revelation at such a young age. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of pro athletes talk about dying twice and it's like they've never defined themselves by anything but what mm -hmm. they've done on the court or what they've done on the field. So to have that revelation, like, you know, year two of college, that's that's some powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious to know, like, you know, you talk about there was that transition. Was there something that, like, sparked it, like, specifically? Like, you're sitting in your room, you're like, man, I'm just bored. I'm going to Google search this right now. Mm -hmm. Like, So it was in that first year, um, the transfer, Justin King, and he's still, to this day, one of my best friends, he would put me on some conspiracy theories, mm. you know? So I, the first year at TRU was conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories. And then um, he left in that second year. So I was just there kind of solo dolo. And it wasn't really like there was a specific moment that sparked it. It was like I had a book, like my friend gifted me a book that I just started reading that book. And then mm. I ended up coming on this meditation on YouTube then I found Alan Watts and all of these things just kind of came together at the at the perfect time, you know, and just aligned. Yeah. I don't know really how cool. it happened, but like, you know, just, oh, there was actually an epic guy. His name is Yvonne. And he was like, he was a guru for me. He was a, a legend. <laughs> and shout out Yvonne. Shout out Yvonne. He, yeah. I, I don't know where you're at. Much love, though. But um, he would uh, he would say like one day. I was at the club and I was wanting to see this girl and I saw him outside of the club and I went to him I'm like, oh, yo, that girl left. I was trying to see. He's like, bro, you've got to be more independent. <laughs> I was like, but bro, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to see her, what you know, you just mean? trying to vibe, trying to have fun. He's like, bro, you've got to be more independent. And then they're just like, hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like all these things just lined up for me, you know, so just grateful for the alignment. That's awesome. And then, yeah, like, so obviously the mindfulness, the meditation had brought you very much, brought you to where you are today. Mm -hmm. um, and with your with your two brands, like Beyond Wellness and Rich Soul, um, before that, though, there was, there was, you know, the leadership groups, there was the Lululemon events, mm -hmm. um, there was the strength and conditioning, and uh, a friend of mine, Tiernan Doherty, he wanted me to come and work mm -hmm. with you on mobility. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I guess in in terms obviously we know like about your businesses mm -hmm. but were there businesses before that and like what what was kind of the transition between you know there to rich soul and these mm -hmm. other brands yeah man so when i so i went on exchange to columbia for a year okay so i spent a year in columbia and i started a business out there. I was this is right after camps. school? This is, I went on exchange. So like my last year of university with the program gotcha. was in Columbia. Cool. You know what I mean? I yeah. was like, I need something new. I need to, you know, something fresh. So went out That's there awesome. to Columbia and I started a basketball camp out there and, um, you know, had, had a nice, nice group of youths. And, um, when I came back to Canada, I started working with this one company that was, I was outside sales for herbs, mm. you know? So in Colombia, I, I was exposed to the natural life, um, the different, just the fruits. I had no idea existed. The, you know, the eggs were different, like everything was different. And then when I came back, I got exposed to this job selling herbs. And then after that, I was like, I'm going to become a personal trainer and, you know, continue on the athlete side of things. So I um, got my certification 
and then I worked for a gym for a couple months, and then I decided to go independent. And then, um, so I was I was a personal trainer from let's say 2016 to 2019, gotcha. so like a good three years. Yep. And that was my main business, main source of revenue. And with that, it was I was looking to bring forward more movement and mobility training of not so much performance, but like how do you feel in your body? You know, what do you know about your body? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because as a high level athlete, we never got taught that. And that was never something that we, you know, was brought up. So once I got that awareness and it changed my life and my how I felt in my body, I wanted to share that. So that's more what my personal training was about. Yeah. Mindset, coaching, mobility, movement, and just like explore your body and understand what it can do before you try to lift all these heavy weights. Yeah. So that was the foundation of that. And then... While I was doing that, I was opening up a couple. I was trying to start a couple brands. Yeah. So there was one called Adapto Energy, and that was a, a supplement mix, like a powder mix. Okay. And um, that was one, and that was based on adaptogens before adaptogens were popular. Cool. You know. So, yeah. um, but I, I was, I, I was afraid. You know, I didn't know what to do once I had the product, and. I was like, I just kind of froze and I stopped it, mm-hmm. you know? And then a couple, a year later, 2018, I, um, 2017, 18, I started a, like a toothpaste product. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Designed the product, created the recipe, everything. And then once again, we had the product, everything, labels, ready to go, froze up. Mm. Didn't do anything with it. So that's just to the side, you know? So I had two what I would say, like two learning opportunities through these these products that never got launched. Yep. And then in 2017, I went to St. Lucia and I met my my cousin, Honorable Priest Kailash, and he had his resort, his retreat center, hmm. um, which it only had one cottage at the time. But, you know, I saw the vision of, you know, let's build some cottages out here and let's have more people out here to experience what I experienced. So um, it just started like that. And by that time, I was already creating content. So I was on YouTube. And the main reason for me getting on YouTube was just to share my journey because I'm like, this is unique. What I'm doing, looking at how I look, I don't see other people really talking about this kind of stuff. So Absolutely. I'm like, let me come forward and let me share. And then from there, it was just like, you know, I created businesses off of things that I loved, that I wanted to do. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I love to travel, be in the Caribbean and just vibe with people on a mental health and just living your best life tip. So let's do a retreat and let's have a business centered around that. And then when it comes to the, the herbs and rich soul foods in the CMOS, it was very similar. Like I would just, my first YouTube video was on CMOS mm-hmm. and it was like, people were asking me like, I want to buy from you. I want to buy from you. And then people would call me from YouTube, be like, yo, follow me on YouTube, man. I want to buy products from you, man. Like, I go for you for the information, but I got to go somewhere else for the products. It's like, I don't like that. I want to go, I want to get everything from you. Right. You know? So I went to St. Lucia, and then my cousin had the, the plug on all these products. Light bulb. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's like, all right, let's go. And that's really how that started. No, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one of the things you were saying is about, like, you know, with the personal training, you focus on how things feel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the biggest struggles for me is especially like 
Um, I played football, and so my at the pro level is a little different. At the college level, my coaches were always just telling me, "Yo, you're too light. You need to like." It, it was all about what I looked like, not how fast I was running, mm-hmm. all the things that I was doing well. It was about, well, you need to be this specific weight and size for you to fit, like, be mm-hmm. a starter or whatever it was, and eat a couple hamburgers, eat some Mcflurries, and hit more weights, do more bench press. And that, that she used to drive me crazy because it's like, okay, I put on all this weight and the first thing that happened to me, injury, mm-hmm. you know, is like I, I probably came in 160 pounds, went to 195, and now I'm running around same speed, but everything hurts. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> shout out to the podcast. But every everything hurts. <laughs> and it's like, yo, I can't, I can't move like this. I need to do it like my way and I need to understand like how my body wants to do it and I knew Mm -hmm. that wasn't the way my body wanted to do it Mm -hmm. and I think that's a that's a big message when I read your content and when I'm listening to your videos you speak a lot about similar similar to like an elimination diet how does food make you feel Mm -hmm. how does how does movement make you feel and for me that's when I started tapping into like the yoga the mobility and like even like a little bit of the Pilates people say Mm -hmm. oh that's like the feminine way to train or whatever. It's like, no, that's like building the foundation. Mm-hmm. And after the foundation's built, we can kind of, you know, build on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you how do you incorporate that in like I guess your routine, but also with your brand? Like mm-hmm. how do you how do you speak to that? The specifically how it feels with movement or just in general the how do things feel and tuning in? So w- with movement specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with movement, it's just a for example in our in our office like we have a daily stretch you know what i mean yeah. so like we stretch you know i'll be like okay. did y'all stretch today you know what i mean like why not like we got to stretch you know what i mean stretch up so we start the the shifts with stretching cool and then downstairs in the warehouse we got the pull up bars you know what i mean mm. so you go hang and then upstairs we have the we have uh, rings so like once again go hang get your movement in when you walk by just hang you know what i mean just hang for 10, 15, 20 seconds. Cool. And then also, like right now, we actually have a yoga class going on at the at the warehouse. So it's just like looking at how to just share the practice with others, you know. So at the office, it's just a it's just a practice that we have, you know. Upstairs, there's a room where you could just lie down and chill with yoga mats and stretch. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's just a part of it. And then for myself, it's I wake up and go to the gym you know so that's a part of my routine there and um within that i incorporate mobility into my lifts mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i do lifts that are strength and mobility you know and then every evening i'm just stretching and then throughout the day i just want to be in tune with my body yeah you know what i mean like how's my posture how like how am i feeling like stretch throughout the day you know what i mean if you want to sit with your leg up on your knee stretch and just be there and stretch, you know what I mean? So just with that, but there was a time man, where I was just working through um, through the pandemic and I didn't have many workers because everyone's just at home getting their serve and loving it. Right. So, you know, I was just there and that was a time where I really fell off of the routines. You know, it was like a, a big portion well, of the Well, so many more moving off. parts for you, So right? many more so, moving parts, yeah. So yeah. that's when I really got to understand the importance of of like just committing to something that isn't your whole life, yeah. you know, because before all this, basketball and fitness was my whole life. As a personal trainer, it's my whole life. Mm-hmm. But when I became an entrepreneur, fitness and movement, all that was like an extra thing. That was like something I do for me. Mm-hmm. 
So I had to reevaluate how that is going to be incorporated into my life. And um, yeah, there was a time where I wasn't really going to the gym. I wasn't really, you know, wasn't really taking care of the physical the way I knew I wanted to. So then I just reevaluated and then just put things on my schedule and then made it important and committed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's interesting, like in, in having like the employees and everybody like working together, like on their own fitness goals, like whether it be the yoga classes or mm-hmm. the stretching, um, because it's, you know, you feel good, perform better, but it's also a sense of community, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's a way to, you know, have people open up and be comfortable with mm-hmm. within their bodies around other people. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and so you know, you speak on like your daily routine. Uh, a question I have is like, if I was to go into your place without like being s- totally invasive here, mm-hmm. like what things would I find that you wouldn't find at other houses? <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of plants. A bunch of plants. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's probably one thing. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of messages on my walls, Yeah. you know, that you may not find at other places. Like, you know, when you walk in, you just see a sign that say you're easy to love. Loving you is easy. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of things when I look around to see reminders of that, that the power that we have, the power that is within. And then my water system, <laughs> yep. my water filtration system is something there. Um, I have a room meant to dedicated to stretching, dedicated to, it's like the vibes room. You know what I mean? Cool. So you walk in there, got my altar. Just a you know a place for you to just lie down, relax, and just vibe, meditate. You know what I mean. So yeah. there's just a room dedicated to that, and then I got like balls, uh, like lacrosse balls on the floor. Yep. Different things to stretch around, like um, dollies. What are those things called with the sticks? Like the oh, broom dowels. Stick. Dowels. Yep. Yeah. Dowels. Different things to roll out the feet. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? My my shower head has a filter on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. So just like to just with look at the different things in our homes that put an extra burden on us, whether it's like extra toxins or clutter. And I just wanna try to minimize that clutter. And that's been a like a process where I'm finally feeling really good about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a couple of years to find that vibe in my space, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, in terms of um, like the products, you know, I, I've myself, I've tried like the bladder whack and the sea moss, and a lot of this is like anti-inflammatory for mm-hmm. me, right? Like the, the purpose is like, yo, I have joint pain. I have, you know, sometimes like bad skin. I feel mm-hmm. like all these things are super helpful for it. And like the main reason is because of the minerals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if you could speak a little bit on the importance of minerals, because I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people really grasp that when they think of nutrition. They think yeah. of like the macros, the carbs, mm-hmm. protein, fats, but they're not really like thinking of what transfers it there and like sort of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, the, my thing that I heard that just like is stuck with me is like we're overfed, but undernourished. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, that makes no sense. You know, like, how are we overfed? Obesity is an issue, yeah. yet we're undernourished. We don't have enough nourishment to thrive. We're deficient in all these different things. You know, you don't hear people say you're fat deficient. You're protein deficient. 
you're carb deficient. You don't really hear people saying that, mm -hmm. right? But when you hear people saying you're B12 deficient, you know, deficient in magnesium, deficient in iron, you know? So it's just these things that it blows my mind, man, that we don't talk more about this. Like, right. for example, like women, they have their cycle once a month, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and there's a lot of blood that's being lost. And in that blood is minerals and a lot of iron. Right, so what's being done to replace that iron in the blood? Mm. You know, and these are things that just, you know, going to the retreat, going to St. Lucia and just learning a lot. I'm like realizing like, there's certain things that we know happen that we could prevent by thinking on the mineral aspect, but it's just so out of our consciousness that we just let it go by and then we deal with the consequences like we have no control over it. Yeah. So it's like, it blows my mind. But when I think of minerals, I think of minerals as like the structure to the body. Mm. And the, the macronutrients is sort of like the energy, like the gas, gotcha. what gets it going. You know what I mean? That's what you're burning for the most part or storing to be burnt. So, um, and then definitely protein is um, for the muscles. You know what I mean? But we're talking about the, um, even the bones, yeah. You know what I mean? Like what's making up of the bones? People will tell you calcium. Yeah. Right? But then you think, okay, it's calcium only. But when you really look into it, you realize that calcium, like minerals come together. At, like they're, they like to go to the party together, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you only have one uh, calcium, it's going to be lonely and it won't be able to do its job properly. Mm -hmm. So when you're thinking about bones, you got to think about calcium, magnesium, and vitamin K2, even vitamin D. So if that's not all together, yeah. then it's it's just it's not gonna help you. So like, interesting, you know, like they say, because this came up when like my grandma was, I was just learning, and my grandma was telling me, oh, she's taking calcium, and they say once you're over a certain age, you got to take calcium for strong bones. They tell you drink milk for calcium for right. strong bones, right? But then they don't tell you that if you just take calcium. The calcium isn't going to go to your bones. It's going to be stuck in your arteries because mm. magnesium is the thing that directs it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's, if there's too much, it takes it away. You know what I mean? So it's just these, these things where it's the foundational element. You could be so tired and think you need coffee, you need carbohydrates, you need whatever, caffeine, energy drinks. But like it could just be deficient on magnesium. Mm. You know what I mean? You could be deficient on iron, so your body isn't able to transport oxygen and nutrients. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. when you look into it, there's so many different little issues that we deal with on the daily that, for the most part, is, like, is due to mineral deficiency. So, once we raise the awareness of mineral deficiency, if we're having a hard time with our metabolism, you know, you have iodine. Mm -hmm deals with the thyroid. That's what regulates your metabolism. You know what I mean? So it's these certain things where we don't speak about enough and we just live with the repercussions as if there is no, there is no solutions. Yeah. So with what we're doing with Rich Soul Foods and just with like, just, you know, sharing and what's interesting to me is like, that's not regular. That's not normal. We shouldn't be accepting this like it's normal and like we have nothing to do about it. So it's like, let's take control of our health. And I say count colors, not calories, mm. right? Because when you look at colors, 
when you look at the color green, right, you're going to see that's magnesium, hmm. right? So when you look at the different colors in nature, it's going to give you certain things. Hmm. So it's count colors, not calories. So if you look at your plate and you see a rainbow, for the most part, you got all the minerals that you need on that plate. So it's just these different ideas and principles that is going to help us rethink the way we approach food and diet and give us a better understanding of ourself. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, I never thought of it like that. It's interesting because there's a lot of greens on my plate, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot of any other color, <laughs> you know, so. The red heart health, the yellow and the orange digestion, yeah. the purple, the blues is immunity. Mm. So like all these different things. You know, once you look at, you don't need to be a genius. You just need to see colors. And, okay, we got all the colors. We, we good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's really good. Um, with regards to, like, the content, obviously, like, you're a phenomenal public speaker. Um, you nice. always bring, like, really good energy to any conversation, whether it's you to camera or it's in this podcast. Stop touching things. Mm-hmm. Um did you always have that confidence when it came to like being in front of camera having conversations with people or is it something that you had to develop i definitely developed it yeah yeah so much content unreleased yeah (laughs) have so much content and it was something i definitely practiced and worked on so my intro i practiced the intro i studied it at the end of the day i studied content creation Hmm. i studied speaking um not so much public speaking but more speaking to a camera yeah you know i studied that and i practiced and i got my reps up you know and i had that natural energy i can say like the energy was there yeah you know so once i was comfortable i'm gonna be energizing i'm gonna bring that energy right but you know for my first videos for it took me about a year or two years where every time i go live my heart's beating mm-hmm. so when i had my podcast in 2016 I would not go live until like five minutes into the podcast. Hmm. So I didn't want people to see that first bit of me where I have my voice a little shaky. Yeah. You know, and if you go to my second video on YouTube, I don't know if people notice it, but my voice is like shaky. Hmm. You know, I notice I'm like kind of nervous and scared, but I just put the pressure on myself. So that was like, my friend was coming over. I'm like, yo, we're going to film. And I just started filming. You know what I mean? So I kind of had to to trick myself into creating and get out of my own way. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I think that's a common ground, like even even with the, the businesses you speak of, the ones that didn't get released or didn't finish, it's like there's so much to learn in just doing. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't complete or fail, it's like, or you fail, it's like as long as I'm moving forward or in some direction, like I'm learning from it, and then the next time it's going to be better and better to where now, you know, you're comfortable, it's easy in front, and to run your business or to speak on camera, is, it's like second nature to you, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's going to start from that same po- point. It's just about mm-hmm. continuing to go. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in terms of, so we talked about like daily routine, you know, you wake up, uh, maybe walk us through like on the entrepreneurial side of things, like mm-hmm. what kind of daily tasks are there? with regards to like beyond wellness is probably more seasonal 
Mm-hmm. Right. But in terms of rich soul foods, like there must be daily tasks that you have to kind of check off every day. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so it's crazy right now. It's crazy right now. Because yeah. in a matter of, um, you know, a matter of a year, I like got up to 10 employees. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I have between like employees and contractors, you know, probably like 15 people to to wow. deal with and to manage yep. and to prepare for on the daily you know so that was a huge shift for me and something I'm I can say like I'm just getting comfortable in that role of putting together a team yeah you know just coming together I'm just understanding the dynamics of it but um when it comes to the daily the daily activities um, definitely start the day off without that in mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Start the day off, meditate, do a little reading, a little stretching, go to the gym. And then, um, and then don't really tap into any of that until after all that, you know, but definitely, you know, looking at the, the sales, how are things going with that? Checking in on the, the emails, you know, even though we have customer service, I just, you know, I kind of just look at it to see what's going on for the day. If there's anything that patterns, you know, anything that I see, I just kind of give it a quick check. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I'm moving out of this role, but, you know, setting the team up for the day for shipping. Mm. So getting them kind of oriented and, and guiding the day for them to, to get started, get going. And then just other than that is just like setting up uh, routines with your meetings. So I'm just learning that to like how to have a meeting structure Yep. with my team so like okay we have a daily meeting at 9 30 with some of the leadership team and then yeah man it's, it's this is something for me where i'm just learning yeah because I, I i like to say i'm a unconventional entrepreneur yeah you know what i mean i, I just i just stumbled on this mm-hmm. you know what i mean doing what i love and then now i got to figure it out and i went to when i got my lawyer i went to her and i was like yo i'm embarrassed I told her straight up, you know what I mean? I'm like, yo, I'm embarrassed with how my business is. And, um, you know, I just want to let you know before we go get started. Get into the gritty. And then she just said, you know, some people, they ready, aim, fire. And then other people, ready, fire, aim. Mm. So you start before you aim. But then after you start, you figure it out. So I'm in that stage right now. Yeah. Figuring it out. You know what I mean? How are we going to optimize the the potential of everybody? You know what I mean? What are the important things for me to monitor and to track? Um, you know, how do I build accountability into my day? Right? So that's like every evening to do planning and to think about the next day before the day starts. You know what I mean? Never start a day before it's finished. So never start the day before you've already planned it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Things like that um, helped me a lot, man, because, shoot, overwhelm was crazy before I started Rich Soul Foods. Yeah. <laughs> before I started it. And I didn't take anything away, and I started this business, got all these employees, but I'm not as overwhelmed anymore. And a lot of that is planning. A lot of that is tracking emotions, mm-hmm. journaling, writing that down, getting clear in what's needed. You know, I have something I call the overwhelm report. When I'm feeling a little stressed, overwhelmed, let's write down everything. What is it? Why are you overwhelmed? Write it down and then get to it. 
You know what I mean? So these different structures, but big time organization yeah. is like a big thing for me. So every day, get the planning in. Every day, do the journaling. And not every day, but when I'm going through certain times, every, like I'll do every day of tracking emotions. Hmm. Like, what did you feel today? What triggered it? When you're feeling that, what do you focus on? What do you look at? How's your posture? What is the conclusion of why you're feeling that? Why? Um, what do you believe that's making you feel that? You know what I mean? So just yeah. different things like that really assisted. And I'm really learning this day-to-day what to check, what to track. You know what I mean? I'm just getting reports sent to me now so I could look at these daily reports. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's blessed, man. There was a time when I was like afraid to look at numbers. You know what I mean? I was just didn't want to get tied to numbers. But no, you got to set a goal. Yep. And then meet that goal every day. You know what I mean? So that's been something that we've been implementing is setting goals, having targets and metrics, just like when you're hooping, you know, yep. when you go to the court, you have a certain number of shots you want to get up, you know? So I just like, I'm just learning to integrate that because I kind of put all the hooping and athletics behind me yep. and I kind of forgot about that life. I'm different now, but now I'm like reintegrating that. So like when you come to practice, yep. you already know what you're going to do. You know what I mean? And you have a structure. Every training camp is the same for the most part. Yep. So, like, I got to have an onboarding program. Yep. You know what I mean? So, different things like that. I'm really just learning and I'm making it more like how we set up as athletes. Yeah. I think that's a great position to be in, like, just an opinion. But it's like, you know, you have a great culture established and maybe you've been lacking in some systems. Mm-hmm. And now you're only at you're only adding more potential and mm-hmm. like setting yourself up to be aligned for more growth. So it's going to be like prosperous, obviously. Yeah, man, I'm excited. But it's good. I'm excited. It's good. Um, yeah, I had a question about, it was the, oh yeah. So we talked about like, you know, the elementary to collegiate journey. Mm-hmm. Do you have like a message for your younger self? Message to my younger self. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want to take him off the path. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to take him off the path he was on. You know, I'm I'm grateful for where I'm at now. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't want to trick him or like you know give him too much game. Yeah. He might switch up and do <laughs> he something. He might switch different. up and do something. You know? Yeah. So I'm I'm there, but. Um, just for the sake of that, I would say just what do you need to be at your best? Hmm. You know what I mean? What do you need to be at your best? And just not thinking about everybody else and what everybody else thinks of you and what everybody else thinks you need. What do you need Yeah, to be at your best? And you're still allowing him to create his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so we talked about, um, you know, the learning process for you within your business. Mm-hmm. Outside of your business, is there something you're currently learning? In like, Big time, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what do you think of those things is, like, going to be the most beneficial to you mm-hmm. in the future? For me, I would say leadership. You know, even though it is part of business as well, but just... Uh, leadership is something I'm learning 
And then just what I was saying about learning how to give myself what I need, learning how to love myself, care for myself, that's going to be the most beneficial thing. Mm. And uh, partly within that, to get more specific, is how to have, how to deal with conflict sooner. You know, so, because I'm quite in tune. So I feel when something's off. I have that, that radar. But sometimes I won't say it or address it for some time. Mm. So I'm learning right now to be able to have those conversations and address things early on and not be afraid and not kind of hide or, or run from things. Yeah. So I feel like that right there is going to be so powerful for me. And I think of it as like Kanye energy. Mm. You know what I mean? We're like... Kanye just speaks. Yeah. You know, and I just want to be able to speak even more freely. I want to be able to speak and and not think so much about who's listening, Judgment. how they're going to receive it, all that, mm-hmm. and just speak and just speak from that passionate place. You know, so I feel that those are some things that I'm learning personally that I feel are just going to, you know, be game changers. Like, once I become in that flow and that rhythm, oh my gosh, whatever I'm doing now is going to be 10x. Right. It's going to be just crazy. And then, and then um, when I learn to have those conversations, it's going to help transition from one thing to the next easier. And sometimes, like there was a time in my business I didn't want to be in my own office. <laughs> I had things I had to deal with that I was not dealing with. Yeah. You know, and... That's not a good vibe. Like, you don't want to carry that energy with you for more than seven seconds. You know what I mean? You want to be able to deal with that ASAP. So um, just learning that kind of things is, like, super important. And then something kind of just more on the tangible side of things is just I'm learning about crypto and blockchain and mm-hmm. NFTs and Web3 and all that. And I feel that's going to be super, super, super beneficial. Yeah. And... Uh, obviously it's something we're all going to have to adapt to. It's like, how do we fit that into our current businesses or mm-hmm. careers? Because it's going to change a lot. Exactly, right? yeah. I'm overwhelmed in like kind of a deep dive of that <laughs> shit too, but it's 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 really like interesting to know, like you see all of the innovation that's come from like Web 1 and Web 2, so you know that, you know, like if I'm really studying this stuff, I could really mm-hmm. make a splash in this new world that we're moving into, that mm-hmm. we're like actually going to be able to walk through in <laughs> VR and AR. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, I guess like brand slogans, I, I hear, um, this isn't even a brand slogan. I think that you speak on blessed love. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've heard you explain it a couple of times. And I think like it would be really uh, powerful to, to have the audience here, like mm-hmm. your take on that. Yeah. So it's like before and after conversations, mm-hmm. you'll say a blessed love, mm-hmm. and that's to address what exactly. Well, it's just to it's a it's a Rastafari thing, mm. you know, Bobo Shanti Rastafari. It's it's that. So when I went to Saint Lucia, that's how they would greet me. That's how everyone would greet each other. Mm. I'm like, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it just felt good. It just felt good to to address someone or speak to someone and they speak less love, you know, love. It just, it's a reminder. So it's like when you're about to have a conversation with someone, if you're not in that energy of love and blessings and you start off with blessed love, 
you're going to your energy is going to shift either you're going to be lying <laughs> when yep. you're saying love to someone you're going to be lying or you're going to get correct you know what i mean yep. so it's just like a a pause before gaining or before gathering or conversing with someone it's a pause and just bringing love into the space and then just making sure you're leading all of the conversations with love yeah and ending with love and just honoring the the god the divine being of the person that you're talking to interesting you know what i mean so yeah. treating others it's like the golden rule treat others you want, the way you want to be treated you know what i mean so i want to be treated like royalty i want to be treated special with blessed love with blessed love yeah. you know what i mean so big thing is just focusing on the language that we that we use the vibration of the words that we use and it's just one of the the ways that we greet each other and one of the words that we're mindful of that helps us be more in that blessings and that love energy and gratitude and abundance because when we're in that state more blessings come mm -hmm. you know what i mean so the more we can be in that state the better it is for us so if we integrate that into our language we don't have to think about it we end up being in these states more naturally yeah you know what i mean because when we listen to music it's reinforcing all these other topics all these other words which are harsh aggressive and may make you think or feel something you know so it's kind of just even bringing balance to that yeah you know and i like to i like to shift with i like to be different you know what i mean i like to I like to be the guy who people, you know, they're like, yo, this guy always just says love. Yeah. This guy always just blessings, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden they say it, you know? So it's just something. It's definitely contagious. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like In the most have, positive way. Exactly, like, yeah. you know? So once we have our customers repeating that back to us, you know what I mean? They start their emails with that, their DMs with that, yeah. you know? So it's becoming something that's spreading. And it's like, that's what we want to do. We want to spread that love, sp spread those blessings organically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not put too much trying to tell people, do something. Just be an example. Yeah. And then uh, the other one was high-grade healing. It's mm -hmm. so like, what does that mean to you? <laughs> high-grade healing. High-grade healing is is really just that high-grade healing. Like, yeah. high... like healing at a high level and giving ourselves the best on this healing journey. Hmm. So I refer to high-grade healing, the products are high-grade healing, yep. and even hmm. like high-grade healing conversations, hmm. high-grade healing environments. You know, so it's just like that high-grade, the top shelf, the best of the best with the healing. Absolutely. So it's not just any healing that we accept either. You know what I mean? We only, it's the high-grade healing. And then it's the high-grade healers which is like, we are high-grade healers. Mm. And a high-grade healer to me is just anyone who is on the journey to becoming, on the journey of healing, on the journey of loving themselves. And just knowing that they have the control over their own life and they're going to start exercising that control and start doing those certain things that's going to help them feel better, help them right. live better. So a high-grade healer is someone who understands that they're in control of their life and takes the steps and the actions for them to be where they want to be. And it, even if you just started, if you just saw a video yesterday and you just started, you made a, a pact with yourself, a silent pact, you're a high-grade healer. Hmm. You're already healed. 
Now it's just step by step, day by day, making it a reality. That's great. Um, this one's kind of a silly one. <laughs> Is if you could live in any Eddie Murphy movie, which one would you live in? <laughs> Eddie Murphy movie? Um, <laughs> I would have to say coming to America, man. Coming to America. <laughs> you know, I am Prince Hakeem, you know? <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> that is me, you know? <laughs> There's vibes full of color, lots of travel, lots of laughter. And royalty, you yeah. know? Black excellence showing the kings from Africa. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You see when he came to the U.S., just regal? Yeah. But then he was also humble. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was humble. He didn't want people to see that he was the king or the, you know what I mean? So I think that was super legendary. Yeah. <laughs> that was super legendary, man. That is cool. And even just being in the barbershop talks. Like yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Friends of King. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you're a busy guy and it's still midweek. So I get back to the grind. You know? Got to. But I really appreciate you coming by. Um I have some products for you, specifically from Re-Up Recovery. Yeah, Just thanks. some recovery stuff, yeah, lotions, thanks. all these things, help you with your add uh, to add to that recovery room of yours. Yeah, thanks. And um, you know all the be best for the next for the new year. Um, it's 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 blessed love all throughout, man. Like every time I talk every to day. you, it's it's nothing but motivation and mm -hmm. it's nothing but positivity. And I really appreciate not you for not only starting your brand, but for just kind of putting that on everybody that you talk to. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, continue to do what you do, man. Good, thanks, man. Much love. Yep. Likewise to you, too. I'm excited for this journey for you. You know what I mean? And just, you know, stay at it. Stay consistent. And just know that you have something for the people that they need. You know what I mean? That they want. You know, and, and you know, as we're here podcasting, it's like, this is bigger than a podcast now. You know what I mean? These are the new shows. This is a new radio. This is a new TV. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? So give it that, give it that, that do nurturing. You know what I mean? And this is going to be something beautiful, man. So it's an honor to be on here, especially on the, you know, in the early stages of it. Absolutely. So give thanks for reaching out, my man. And, you know, looking forward to, to seeing the progression.